thing I want to speak to you about is stepping away that takes place in Romans chapter number one. If you have your Bibles, take it to Romans chapter number one. Some of the text that we will read is in the bulletin. The rest of the text we'll read. You'll have to follow along there in your Bible. <clears throat> Last week, we, we, just, we talked about returning to God, how important it is to turn to God. But I want to take, to take a moment here in Romans chapter 1. Paul gives a description of what happens when we step away from God so far. There's only so far that God's going to allow us to go without something taking place. And so I want to give you this thought, stepping away, Romans chapter number 1. So you got your Bibles open. And let's all stand, if you will, if you can. Romans chapter 1, let's read in verse number 24. <coughs> Wherefore, God also gave them up. Take note of that phrase. It is said multiple times in this text. God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creator, creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into the lectures and to that which is against the nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their era, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, <coughs> murder, debate, deceit, mal malignity, whispers, backbitings, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. This is the scary part. Who knowing the judgment of God that, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this morning. I thank you for everything that has taken place to, to get us to this moment here. I pray that you'd fill me with your words to say, the ability to say it. Lord, I pray that you'd help my throat this morning. Lord, also I pray that you would use me in spite of me, in spite of who I am, in spite of what I've done. Lord God, we love you. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, and thank you. You may be seated. So just as an introductory statement here, <coughs> Paul makes a statement in verse number 25, who has changed the truth of God 
into a lie. He has changed the truth of God into a lie. Now, if you and I were to be honest today, we can look back the first time that the truth of God was turned into a lie was in Genesis chapter number 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat. And the first thing that the serpent says to her is, Hath God said, He changed the truth of God into a lie. Because he tells her in verse number 4, he says, you shall not surely die. Verse number 5, he tells her that it, God says, well, God doesn't want you to eat of that fruit because when you eat of that fruit, you'll become just like he is. <coughs> but I'm afraid today the truth of God has been told, turned into a lie today. You say, what do you mean by that? I mean the truth, salvation, by grace, through faith, has been turned into a lie. You say, have you done that? No, sir. I haven't, but there's many churches and many people that do. They change the truth of God into a lie. And what is that? The truth is salvation by grace through faith. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing taken away. Jesus plus nothing and Jesus only that can save. And so that's the truth. But many people want to say it's Jesus plus works, Jesus plus baptism, Jesus plus church membership. That's the truth turned into a lie. May I encourage you today to stay away from those that would tell the truth and make it a lie. Because it's Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone that can save. And may we look at everything that we do. May we look at everything that we say and make sure that our lives are telling the truth rather than the lie. Look at this. Romans. He tells us this is something that steps away. People are stepping away from God. I feel like as we look at this a lot of things can be seen today in today's society I know that specifically he was talking to a group of people not necessarily to us <coughs> but it is seeing something that takes place number one I see a rebellion that takes place number one verse number 25 he says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator. They worshiped themselves more than the creator. What is that? That's pure rebellion against God. What is rebellion? Rebellion is open resistance to the authority. Look, I, I'm, I'm just as much as you are. I don't like to be told what to do and where to do it and how to do it. But ultimately, God is my authority. And so if God tells me to have uh, white socks on or whatever it is, I'm going to do it because that's what God has told me to do. And so uh, having a direct rebellion towards God is sin, is wrong, and it's wicked. And may that we look at our lives, may we look at what we do and not have rebellion towards what God has said. Because this is exactly what was taking place in this text is that these people were worshiping the creature more than the creator. Who is more important to you? Is it yourself or God? Then why is it that we allow everything to get in our feelings? 
into a lie. I'm my own God. I make my own decisions. I know what's right. I decide what's right and wrong. No, sir, you don't. God's word does. Rebellion against God. Rebellion against God. So I ask you, do you have rebellion towards God? Because you know what the Bible calls rebellion? The Bible says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's what he calls it. But you know a direct command from God, right? And you directly disobey it. That's rebellion. text. <coughs> Worship themselves more than the creator. Verse number 26, for this cause they gave them up to vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into which, which is against nature. Rebellion is to change the natural use that God has given you. given you? What is the natural use that God has given you? Huh? What is it? I'll get there in just a moment. But look at this. Open resistance to the authority. Number one, we see rebellion. Number two, we see the reprobate. See, what does that mean? Look in verse number 28. The Bible says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Verse number 24, the Bible says that God gave them up. Verse number 26 says, the Bible says that God gave them up. Do you know why he gave them up to a reprobate mind? Was because of their direct rebellion against God. There were multiple things that they were doing. Multiple things that they were doing. But one thing that they were doing, that God gave them over to a reprobate mind. The Bible says in Titus chapter number 1 and verse, in Titus chapter 1, the Bible says that they profess that they know God, 
but in works deny him being abominable and disobedient and to every good work reprobate. You say, what does reprobate mean? Abandoned to error. He abandoned them to error. Because of their error, he abandoned them. God gave them over to their own sin. Do you know what that sin was? Because of their sin of homosexuality, God gave them over to their own sin and let their sin work out what was going to take place. Because of their direct rebellion to God. <coughs> but, because women were changing the natural use, what is the natural use of a woman? It's not with another woman and man with another man. It is not that. That's not the way that God ordained it. That's not the way that God gave it in the Bible. There's multiple scriptures in the Bible that back that up. And this scripture here tells that if you want to live that way and be that way and rebellion towards God that God will turn you over to a reprobate mind and you'll become completely, completely abandoned to that sin and you'll have to pay the consequences for it. So whether you like it or love it or whatever, it doesn't matter what you think, it doesn't matter what I think, it ultimately matters what God says. About it. And it's not a lifestyle, it's sin. Sin called out by God. You go ahead and live in your sin. You go ahead and be that way, and God will turn you over to a reprobate body, and you'll face the consequences for your sin. You go ahead and set and soak and sour. Go ahead. That's what happened. You guys are awful quiet today. You guys all right out there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're good. Keep it up. Simple. Matter of fact. Sin. It's sin. It's wrong. It's wrong. But not only does he list that they would give them over to a reprobate mind, but then he goes on <coughs> to a whole other list of the things that would take place, of the sin that will take place because of their sin. Because sin reproduces sin, and sin brings forth more sin. Go ahead and let sin get in your life. Go ahead and let unforgiveness get in your life, and it'll bring bitterness and unforgiveness and all kinds of stuff you don't need. Go ahead and let backbiting start in your life, and you'll gossip, and you'll start talking about everybody. Go ahead and let it inside of you, and it will ruin you and take over your life. That's why the principle is taught. You give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. You give the devil a place in your life, he'll take every bit of it. So may we run from the devil and understand the devil is always at work. The devil is always past it, and the devil never stops. Never stops. You think that for just one moment that you're in his way, he's going to stop? No, sir. He'll use you. He'll use every person in this room. He'll even, he can even use the preacher. So where are you at? Because the devil doesn't care. The Bible says that he's come to seek, to kill, and destroy. That's right. He comes as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
You know what he's looking for right now? He's looking for a church member. That's right. To devour. That's right. To destroy. And not only is he looking for a church member to destroy, but he's looking for a church member to help you destroy another church member. Right. Right. And instead of being a problem, why don't we be a solution? That's right. That's right. But that, that's how he works. He gets one guy going. You can't start a fire without at least one lit match. One little spark. That's how fires get going. One spark. Now knows that too. Now that work. May we be diligent against the enemy. The Bible says be sober, be vigilant, for the adversary of the devil seeking whom he may devour. Not only do we see rebellion, we see reprobate, but we see the resolution. Look at verse number 32. He says, and what happens is the judgment of who? Of God. The judgment of God is going to come. See, you go ahead and live in your sin. You go ahead and do what you want to do. And the judgment of God will come down on you, sir. The judgment of God will come down on me. If I live in my sin and live the way that I want to live and do what I want to do and be what I want to be and act like how I want to act, and the judgment of God is not going to come on the just. The judgment of God will fall on the unjust and the wicked. That's where the, that's where the judgment of God will fall. And I'm here to tell you that when we stand before God one day for the things that we do and the places that we've been and the things that we say and our thoughts that we have, we will stand before God. The Bible says that we'll give an account for every idle word. That's our judgment. What you've been talking about, who you've been talking about, you'll have to give an account to God for what you say. You will, not me. I will for what I say. You will for what you say. Because the judgment of God will come. God is no respecter of persons. You're not going to get to heaven. He's like, well, all right. Well, I'm not going to judge you. You just, you the teacher's pet. <laughs> He's going to judge every one of us. That's right. And we will all stand in account. That's right. Some accountable for more than others. Under right. right. who much is given, much is required. That's right. You know what? You've been given a lot. I've been given a lot. We are expected to do more than those that have less. That's right. I would hope that not one person in here is rebellious towards God. But I'm afraid that we all have. <laughs> and I would hope that you don't live in your sin long enough without turning to the reprobate mind. Give you over to your sin. Maybe we look at this last thing. You know what? You know what motivates you? To be judging sin. What motivates me? You know what motivates me? Is knowing one day I'm going to stand. Not before a judge. Not before the county judge. Not before the, the Supreme Court justice. I'm going to stand before God. Not for what you've done. 
things we did for ourselves. And they will be put on display. And God will light a match to it. And the fire will fall. And what's left is what you and I get to give to the king. The Bible says there's six building materials. There's wood, hay, and shovel, gold, silver, and precious stones. What am I going to give to God? Wood, hay, and shovel is going to burn up. They're all going to be burned up. The Bible says that some will be saved, yet so is my fire. You know what that means? They're not going to have anything to give to God. Not a thing to give to God. Because what motivated them? An applause. Because if I serve God, if I preach, if I sing, if I do whatever it is, if I go pass out Bibles, if, and, but whatever it is that I do for God, if I do it so that man will pat me on the back, if I do it so that somebody else will get the applause, or if I do it to please God, that's different. But if I do it just to get somebody to say, hey man, look at that guy, look, look what he's doing. And I've done it for all the wrong reasons. And when I stand before God, it all burns. Because you can do all the right things and say all the right things, but you may not have the right motive. And when you stand before God, you alone are going to stand and watch what you put on display for God. Because gold purifies what's inside. It gets a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Judgment will come. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So there's not one person, not one person in this world that will not face the judgment of God. Just like there's not one person in this church that will escape the judgment of God. Anybody got anything? Pray for those that are reprobated that they turn over to sin. Examine where you are, Christian. Because the judgment will 